0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I just found out about a very cool new app, and it is surprisingly the first of its kind, even though it's such a good idea. So we know nowadays there's an app for everything from identifying constellations in the sky to getting someone to help you to hang a picture on the wall to really ordering anything you want. But oddly, up until now, single parents haven't had a dating app that's specifically designed for them. And now they do. And it's called STIR. STIR is a place where single parents can just be single. STIR is where you're excited to share on your first date that you have a daughter in the third grade and you're not trying to pretend the kids are not a factor. STIR is when you don't have to apologize for having a crazy schedule. STIR is the app designed for parents who just happen to be single. Download STIR or tell your single friends to try it out. STIR was started by the Match Group and they built it specifically for single parents because they knew that there is a unique set of challenges to being a single parent, from childcare responsibilities to financial strains to just finding a time for date night. And finding a partner who can understand the emotional and parental responsibilities of being a single parent can be difficult. And that is why. They launched STIR to create a welcoming space where single parents can be themselves and meet like minded people who have similar priorities and lifestyles. And it's free to join and connect with others. Check out STIR. Welcome to Raising Good Humans. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman and today it's just us together. I have some thoughts that I wanted to give you on gratitude based on a lot of questions that keep coming in. And I also want to do a couple of gratitude practices with you that you can hopefully take home, listen to, maybe revisit with your kids. Of course, if you enjoy this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and write a little review, and sign up for my bulletin, .bulletin draliza.bulletin.com. First, I just want to talk about gratitude in the sense that gratitude is absolutely associated with well-being. It's an important part of thriving and also... Gratitude does not mean that you don't include the thorns with all your roses. So, there's no part of gratitude that needs to be framed in the context of shame. For example, you don't have a right to feel sad about something because you should be grateful. You have so much that's wonderful. That doesn't make you feel good. And it certainly does not make children feel good or friends feel good or partners feel good. So really practicing gratitude should not be confused with practicing pretend positivity. And I want to make that distinction because that happens so often. And it can also really eat us alive when we're dealing with other people because we don't understand why they're not more grateful. So for example, you did something really amazing for your kids, you took them on a fantastic outing they've been begging to do, you invited friends, you let them stay up later, whatever it is, and then they aren't grateful for it or they give you attitude and you feel like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) after all this, you're throwing the attitude, you should be grateful telling somebody how to feel has never in the history of time made somebody feel a certain way. It might make them feel another way. It might make them feel shame or disappointed or whatever, but telling someone how to feel is not going to make them feel that way. This is also true about gratitude. You will not be able to will your children or yourself to feel grateful And if you don't acknowledge that gratitude is something that grows inside of you and is a practice, you're going to be disappointed. So before I do a gratitude meditation with you, which I hope you'll indulge me and give it a try, I want to just give you some tips on growing gratitude. Some practices that you can do on your own and also model for your children because We really do know that having a gratitude practice is linked to positive outcomes, whether that's improved relationships, better physical health, reduced depression and anxiety, enhanced sense of empathy, reduced aggression, even better sleep. Since we know that, let's make sure that we have a gratitude practice and know that cultivating gratitude in our children Really balances the many challenges we have to face as parents. And it really helps promote connected, grounded, and engaged citizens, which we certainly need more than ever. And in the same way, you can't force the feeling of gratitude, you don't want to have a forced gratitude practice where you resent yourself or your kids resent you. So just know that gratitude takes patience. That the benefits of a gratitude practice will expand over time. And as always, what you practice will get stronger and stronger. So, this is not gonna be a, f- a quick fix because you feel like, well, my kids aren't grateful. I haven't been feeling grateful lately. This'll just fix it. Also, keep in mind that the effects of gratitude occur in the prefrontal cortex and it makes us more sensitive to emotional connectivity and relationships with others. But remember, that prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. And I know I've said this on so many episodes, but until between 18 and 27 years old, which means if you're expecting your kids to get this practice to grow super strong, manage your expectations. So here are some things you can model. First of all, easy one say thank you. Help your kids thank other people in whatever way that feels comfortable for everyone, verbalize it. Write thank you notes, make cards. You can even make thank you videos these days. And it just, you know, it's, it's thank yous. It's letting people know you're grateful for them. But also you can even do that by having your kids watch you or do it with them, right? Thank you signs for the UPS delivery person or the mailman. It's really just about when you know that there is something that is done for you or in the service of your family that you are able to verbalize, to articulate, to show appreciation. And then when you do that and you do it with your kids, it becomes sort of like a family practice. Use the phrase, I really appreciate when you notice anything that you feel grateful for. When you tell somebody that you appreciate them, including your children for something, even the, the smallest thing, it lights both of you up. And again, kids are watching and our bodies feel it and we take it in. So just practice each day, making sure that you think of every person that you can each day, take a moment and choose to find something you can articulate that you appreciate when you notice an act that you are grateful for. Another thing to do is the rose, bud and thorn activity that practice i've also talked about i'll keep talking about it's not mine it's a very well known practice and what you do is at the dinner table at the end of the day at bedtime at breakfast it's a little trickier <laughs> but anytime you can all come together everybody names the rose of their day which was just something sweet that happened in their day and the thorn which is one challenge one thing that just didn't feel good and the bud, which is one thing you're looking forward to or you're excited for. And I actually have a client who also added feather because feathers make you laugh. So what's something that made you laugh that day? But it doesn't have to be exactly this. There are different versions of the rosebud and thorn activity. And all that matters is that you're making a practice of noticing even the small thing that felt good that day. And don't leave out the thorn. you need the thorn to appreciate the rose. It's also incredibly powerful to volunteer time to volunteer energy, with phone banking in your community, with bringing sandwiches to a homeless shelter, with making you know diaper exchanges or toy exchanges or book exchanges. It doesn't really matter what it is. it's something that you. Do as a family, and you decide what aligns with your values, and you do it together. And it's important with younger kids, if you can, to think about ways to really act with purpose to support your community, your smaller community, your school community, your neighborhood. It's a little bit easier to grasp. As kids get older, you can think of the larger worlds, bigger issues. We certainly have big issues right now that I. I just know that a lot of us feel passionate about serving, and it's a great time to enlist your kids and try doing a gratitude journal. It's actually been shown to be more effective to just write in a gratitude journal a few times a week versus every day, which I think is basically permission to not go at this at 100%. Just three days a week, sit down and write, write what you feel you're grateful for. And don't forget, you can still have thorns in there so that you don't fall into the trap of forcing yourself to only look at the bright side, only look at the things that are wonderful, but that they take up more space in your brain than the stuff that stinks. In part, because we're wiring all the time with the things that we practice. And so if you're practicing looking at things that you appreciate, you will notice things you appreciate more. Being consistent about any of these practices is always going to serve your family the most because it's not a once in a while, it's a constant. It's something they can count on. It's something you can count on. So figure out these tiny ways to add gratitude practices. They are just very much, in this family, we value gratitude and we make a point of practicing growing our gratitude And these are the days we do it. And these are the practices that we have and try at the same time, not to get frustrated with the natural moments where your kids just aren't grateful in, in moments where you feel like, why is my kid being so spoiled acting? Try to avoid that because you can be a kid and not have this practice down. So good, not be advanced in gratitude And still grow into an incredibly grateful, thoughtful, appreciative person who does for others and accepts from others. They're just kids. Kids are watching us, kids are learning from us, but they're not gonna have it down yet. And frankly, none of us have this down yet. It's really hard. Another gratitude tip is when kids are sharing something they appreciate, avoid judging it. So if the only thing they can think of, is something that feels really small when you did something really big for them. As tempting as it is to say, you're grateful for this when we're on this amazing vacation and all you can think of is that you're grateful for the candy that you got. That's their business, what they're grateful for. We can't tell them how to feel. We can't tell them what to feel. We can only give them practice at appreciating. So try not to judge Your goal is to inspire kids to build this muscle and work this muscle out, not to force them into feelings that you can't force them into. And now a word for my sponsors. Caraway was an easy ad to tell you about because I've been using Caraway since Caraway came to be. Caraway is an awesome brand of bakeware and cookware sets. The cookware set is a modern and chemical-free iteration of the traditional 16-piece set boiled down to four essentials, a fry pan, a saute pan, a saucepan, and a Dutch oven. I got those the second I moved. Plus, there's the long-awaited Iconics collection. It's a high design, upgraded, featuring two unmistakable classic shades, both dressed up in glossy gold hardware. So it's time to ditch the chemicals with Caraway Home's non-toxic cookware and bakeware collections, you can have beautiful, not messy nonstick cookware so you can make healthier choices. And Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compounds will leach into your healthy ingredients. And not only do I have the cookware set, I also have the bakeware set, which is an assortment of non-toxic baking essentials every modern kitchen needs. So you can get to baking goods without any of the bads. This non-toxic, easy cooking and well-loved brand is super easy for me to endorse because you can visit carawayhome.com slash humans to take advantage of this limited offer of 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So is it carawayhome.com slash humans, or use the code humans at checkout. Caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. Shopify is giving entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, And in person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Shopify helps scaling your business as a journey of endless possibility. And I love how Shopify has tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever growing suite of channel integration and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. So you can synchronize your online and in-person sales, gain insights into how you grow, and more than a store, Shopify grows with you. So go to shopify.com goodhumans, all in lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Go ahead and grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com goodhumans right now shopify.com slash goodhumans all in lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash goodhumans all in lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features right now. So here is a gratitude practice for you. This is just taking a moment to check in with yourself right now. You can do this every morning and every evening or you can commit to doing this one day a week. In the morning, you would say to yourself, today, I will say thank you to someone. Today, I will show appreciation to someone. Today, when someone helps me, I will find a sense of thankfulness. Today, I'll notice three people or three things I feel lucky to have in my life. So in the morning you're setting your gratitude intention. You can check in with your body, see if you're clenching anywhere, relax, let those tense parts of you go. If you're clenching your fists, just let it go and have a little more ease. And repeat, today I will say thank you to someone. Today I will show appreciation to someone. Today, when someone helps me, I'll feel a sense of thankfulness. Today, I'll notice three people or three things that I feel lucky to have in my life. And as you repeat this practice, start to imagine the experience of feeling deep appreciation for that small gesture that you're thinking of. And then in the evening, ask yourself, take a moment, again, with intention, that's where the centering and sitting and having it be a purposeful gratitude practice comes in and circle back to the morning gratitude practice And again, these only take a couple of minutes each. But ask yourself, today, did I say thank you to someone? Today, did I show appreciation to someone? Today, when someone helped me, did I feel a sense of thankfulness? Today, did I notice three people or things that I feel lucky to have in my life? Take a breath. And on the in-breath, imagine something you felt appreciative of and hold that beautiful feeling and breathe out a thank you. And it is also okay if you didn't, it's an exercise to check in with yourself so that this practice grows. It's not an exercise to criticize yourself because you don't feel grateful. If you've found nothing, find someone or something by the end of the day where you've been able to articulate what you feel appreciative of. I am grateful for all of you and that you're here. I truly appreciate and I hope you can find something about yourself to appreciate because part of gratitude and part of this practice is to make sure that you honor the work that you're doing every day to raise good humans.